1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC.
0: These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Shot on Score North and North.com.
1: We feel like we have plenty of guys that, that can win down the field. It's just, uh, you know, however the coverage t- takes the quarterback, sometimes... Sometimes there's an opportunity that maybe we could have taken a shot and we didn't. Uh, sometimes the, the protection, you know, becomes a factor when uh, some of the longer developing plays, where you're you're trying to give a guy time to get down the field, uh, that that shows up as well. That's part of this league, you know. The rush is real. I love I love West Phillips,
0: man. <laughs> he's just like he's a football guy, man. Just uh, you know, just talking casually. He hasn't slept in about six days. And, <laughs> Beard's been growing. <laughs>
2: he doesn't strike me as head coaching material, though. That might not be fair. And I, I know that that you know his grandpa was and his dad was. But like when I see him talk, I just don't think to myself, that's ah, the guy that I'd go pursue.
0: That's okay. He can just be a great coordinator for Absolutely. his career. And, and some you know, people
2: are really good at that.
0: Make a lot of money doing that. Uh, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports, entertainment, speculation, therapy, whatever you guys need from us. And uh, we turn the show over on Fridays to you guys for Feedback Friday, where we take all of your comments and questions from the Score North app, and we also check out the Score North YouTube channel comment section, the Purple Daily comment section, and we get through as many as we can. Uh, also, uh, we're going to go with another uh, episode of Minnesota Goodbye later on here today. That uh, we've got something arena etiquette topic mm. for you guys. Public little situation I ran into last night. Let's start with Zach uh, Arendt. Arendt? Zach Arendt? Arendt? Reckless speculation. If Bailey Zappi is the guy in New England and they decide to trade Mac in the offseason, I think the Vikings should target Mac Jones to be the future after Kirk is gone if that's what's after next season. So we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Yep. Because there's still a year and a half left of Kirk's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he'll be, th- what, 35 at the end of that contract? And at some point, you do need to start looking at draft or other possibilities. So whether it's, like, would you have any interest in just buying low on Mac Jones as a as a backup if the Patriots were out on him? And or what do you think they will do to succeed? What do you think their plan, when do you think their plan will start to matriculate here?
2: Well, I think the plan is undoubtedly affected by the success of this year so far. Because, I I mean, if they weren't playing well and they were going to to get a high draft pick, I think that the plan would probably be to take a quarterback from what looks to be a pretty good quarterback class. Um, My guess, total guess here, is that they want to draft one eventually here within the next couple years. I don't know. Like, I guess if O'Connell sees a guy on film or knows him and loves him and he's currently in the... The league that might be an option, but you know, I think the whole pie in the sky, but best case scenario of you draft a quarterback, he's then on, especially if it's a first round pick, he's on a five year team controlled contract. I think that's the goal. And you know, for a long time, I said I didn't really trust anybody in that building to identify and find, i.e., Rex Billman, the right quarterback. Well, guess what? Now you've got a you know quote-unquote quarterback whisperer as your coach so i trust him like until he proves he can't do it i trust him and i i would guess that it like if there's a list of options of how they're going to acquire the eventual successor to kirk that option one is draft a guy even if you have to trade up a bit to to draft him in the first round
3: yeah i'm much more in the camp of just finding your own guy at this point um the, the mac jones situation's weird like is it is that ankle really bothering him that much? The Belichick relationship, strange. I mean, Bailey happy. actually has looked really good in the first few games. I just don't know if I want to take the damaged goods and just kind of assume, oh, like, he's the succession plan. Like, this is it for Kirk Hill. We'll turn it over to Mac Jones afterwards. I would rather them probably just go look elsewhere in the draft to get their own guy.
0: Yeah, I, the, the, the value of Mac Jones goes down. Or and, forget Mac Jones. Mac Jones is terrible. <laughs> but, but, like the idea of Mac Jones goes goes down every year because you lose a year off the rookie-scale contract. So yep. somebody would have to be, that's what's tough, it's like somebody would have to be really good, like a Tyler Hunley, if you thought that like he's a backup over there in Baltimore, you, you thought that it would be worth acquiring him because he's not going to play in Baltimore, um, but he only has like one year left or something on his rookie-scale contract but i think drafting someone gives you that 5 year window to maximize the rest of your roster so another way to phrase this question too is how long will cousins be the vikings quarterback and then when what like what will you have to do timeline wise would you let's let's say they're looking at his age 35 season next year and saying well if he shows signs of erosion then next year's the last year Right. Would you want to have an understudy next year in the last year of Cousins' contract? Would you want to have that guy on the team already drafted in the 2023 draft or would you wait until your time with Cousins is done entirely? So let's say let's say they decide he's he's done after 2023. Would they then draft a quarterback in 2024 and bring in like a stopgap, you know, whoever the Marcus Mariota of that year is or the Ryan Fitzpatrick of of that year? You know. Do you think they would put an understudy on the roster with Kirk still under contract?
2: I don't think that they would. I I, I think that they are acutely aware of uh what Kirk can hack and what Kirk can't hack. And I think yeah. if you put I think if you put his definitive replacement on the roster, uh I don't think Kirk would take that, that well. And but and, and to defend Kirk, a lot of guys don't. So like this is not just a Kirk problem. Um, I also wonder, too, so I don't think we've discussed this previously, but there's another question out there now with a guy that uh, clearly takes pride in and and uh, sees himself in O'Connell as a quarterback whisperer, and it's this. That rookie contract has more value the quicker the quarterback plays. Because the contract ticks. Like if the guy sits, right. Jordan Love's contract is ticking. That's become a complete waste of time for the Packers. So um, if would O'Connell be like, I want the guy to sit for a year and learn and not have pressure? Or would O'Connell say, no, guess what? I can coach up this quarterback. I'm really good at what I do. I also think I can identify the right guy to play. So – I've always been a proponent of if a young quarterback can sit for a year at least, that's great, but I don't know that the league agrees and I also think O'Connell being a quarterback expert might say I can play the guy immediately. Therefore, that contract is being maximized basically from day 1. Mm-hmm.
0: Who would be? I'm trying to think. I'm just I'm I'm literally looking at a list of quarterbacks and their ages in 2 years from now if you if you decided to do the draft a rookie thing. But you also want to have a veteran on your team. Maybe they decide, you know, it's not going to be fair to Kirk to put his replacement on the team. So let's let's ride Kirk out as long as we want to. And maybe it's another year. Maybe it's 2025 or something, whatever. But who are the guys now that are starters, but probably won't be in like two or three years? That would be the one-year stopgap options. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking. Geno Smith might be in that category still. He'll be, he'll be like 34 in a couple of years. Jimmy Garoppolo will be 33 in a couple of years. You know, San Francisco will probably move on at some point from Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe um, Mariota's 29. He's already in that category. Like, who are those guys? Um, but you know, that's that's none of this is happening. No, I don't think until I think it's a 2024 thing at the at the earliest at this point. A mm-hmm. uh, bad dad joke. Via the Scorner app says, with Halloween right around the corner, who are your top five remaining boogeymen on the Vikings' schedule? I'll start with my five. Okay. Josh Allen, Micah Parsons, Bill Belichick, mm. Dan Campbell, and the ghost of Cooper Rush. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll add an unorthodox one here. Because like scary movie villains don't always just have to be like a bad guy. -hmm. Could be like there's like haunted, you know, Amityville. The house is haunted, right? I'm gonna say, uh, the haunted trap game could also be in the mix. Like that Detroit game on the road on December 11th. That could be a trap game. They have a bad record. Um. I think there could be uh, maybe Indianapolis at home before the big Giants game on Christmas Eve. That could that could be a trap game.
3: If you really want to so, get into like the horror horror movie realm here, with and related to the Viking schedule, like what what is the Saw situation? Like you know you know so Saw deals with emotional trauma and revenge and all this stuff. And sometimes the the biggest enemy is is the self infliction and the emotions inside of you that have that have led you to these points in your life. I, I some of the Saw movies I love. I know they're kind of gory. But they are. There's some mind tripping. Like Saw Three is a mind trip. I I really love Saw Three. Well, Kirk
0: going back to Washington is the Saw game, right?
3: right? So that's the playoffs, boys. So will you have to cut off your own ankle to save your son's
2: life? You know, like what do you
3: what do you have to do here? I think I think it's more inside of you than it is the actual boogeyman and the Josh Allens yeah. of the world that are out there.
2: That's playoff time. Saw is
0: playoff time. A hundred percent. It could be. It could be. I like that question though. I want I want people to respond to that in the comment section on on YouTube. That's that's a good one. Uh Matt from St. Paul says, "The Vikings could keep a comfortable lead in the North come week 12. Should we actually be pulling for the Packers to beat the Eagles at that point? I feel that should be a team we really don't want getting home field advantage in the playoffs." Mm. Uh the answer is yes. At this point, the division is it's not over, but like you want the Eagles to lose games at this point. The to, the goal shouldn't be looking back. The goal should be: can you get the number one seed in a weird and down NFC so that you can play exclusively home games in the playoffs and avoid the wild card round and get the bye. Yes, that's what I mean by avoid the wild card round. Yeah,
3: I yeah. I think too with the Eagles, um, two things. Number one, their schedule is mostly pretty easy, so they could be cake, cakewalking their way to like thirteen, fourteen wins. They they have the Giants still. Uh, on their schedule twice left in in, in, in their season. Cowboys. But uh, they have to play the Cowboys, too. But are the Eagles also, the comparison I made with Realistic Randy, you know, last year the Arizona Cardinals got off to that hot start, right? Like, Kyle Murray's running all over the place. They look like the team to be in the NFC, and then they hit a wall in the second half of the season, and they were one and done. Uh, so do other teams start figuring out what the Eagles are doing? Do Does Jalen Hurts then get schemed where he's getting shut down? I think even though the Eagles are off to this hot start, they're clearing away the best team in the NFC as it stands right now. But is adversity going to hit them now that there's a little bit more things on tape that other teams can expose?
0: I like yeah. that one. And yeah. how much do we really like? Jalen Hurts has been incredible, but is he really like one of the five, six best quarterbacks in the league? Like how how much how far can Jalen Hurts right. take them? He's he's very good. I don't know that he's like on the level of. He's certainly not a tier one quarterback. Is, is he did he just play a really good six weeks yeah I, there's still some questions there
2: for sure and it's on if one defense stops him that's a blueprint right there mm-hmm. like if you get one coordinator and it wasn't going to be the vikings unfortunately uh if you get one coordinator that says here's the formula to stop this it changes everything yeah that that's what that's what makes this conference to me so intriguing like there is not there is not to Declan's point, one like great team where you're like, you ain't stopping them. Yeah. Like I feel the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs and Bills are problems. Yeah. Like I don't think you're going to be like, we stopped Stephon Diggs and therefore the Bills are going to lose to us. Yeah. Uh I feel like I starting with the Eagles, that there is a possibility that if they get figured out, um, they could drop a few games.
0: Yeah. Uh Lapine says my purple My purple PTSD is kicking in. I understand the low percentage chance of picking a good to great quarterback in the draft, but it is a little concerning that the Packers, if they continue on their current trajectory, could be drafting in the top 15 of the first round of what is supposed to be a quarterback-heavy draft. There's no way the Packers pick up a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback. Is there? Talk me down. Lapine, no. I I think it's, again, I don't want to tempt the football gods too much here, but the Packers have had... 30 years of being one of the best teams in the NFL with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yep, It is time for the Packers to take a decade-long backseat to other teams now. It's time for the Packers to enter the world of quarterback uncertainty like the Vikings and the Bears and a bunch of other teams have been in for much longer than 10 years. Yep, I'm not too worried about that.
2: The Packers quarterback uh, situation of the last 30 years also is intriguing because it is... Good scouting at times, but it's combined with some huge luck, okay? Brett Favre is drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, and he is a drunk and can't show up for the team picture, and the Falcons get mad. And Ron Wolf, who is a Hall of Fame executive, is like, I like that kid. I'll trade for him. So it's not like the Packers took Favre. Oh, my God, they're so smart. Yeah. Um, that was That was a really smart trade, and the Packers get full credit for it. But my point is, things came together. All right. Then let's fast forward to 2005, where karma again converges. And Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith are the consensus one of them is going first. First overall. And Smith does to San Francisco. And Rodgers sits there into the 20s. That's luck. Ted Thompson pulled the trigger. Good for him. But I'm going to tell you right now, a couple years before that, Mike Sherman had targeted J.P. Lossman. That's who he liked. (laughs) So Aaron Rodgers, I mean, good for the Packers. They stopped the free fall. They got the rewards. But the fact is, think about that. So it's not like the Packers were very savvy and traded into the top five and got him. Uh, So both of those also involve some really, really good luck. Because if, if, you know, clearly the Falcons had been smart, they keep Favre. They get the most from him. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think the Packers' luck is going to strike a third time. And, in fact, I think it ended the second that they took Jordan Love.
0: Yeah. Uh, Travis Hansen says, love this Vikings team. Fans since the late 90s. Offense coming together. I believe they will be even better coming into the game against Arizona. Defense, on the other hand, still worried about it. we got players and playmakers, but I feel like these guys don't play full throttle through the whole game. I've always thought that even through the Zimmer era, except for the last couple years, uh, the first his first couple years coaching the team, I don't think it's the 3-4 defense but it's Ed Donatel. It's a young-minded game now, offense and defense. Yeah, veterans are nice, but at the head of the table, throw the young coaches in there with veteran uh, minds assisting them. Just my thought. Thanks for the awesome shows. just started listening this season. Um, I mean, there's a lot of older guys that are, like Andy Reid's an older guy, and he's running circles around, and that's offense. But what are your thoughts generally on, on Ed Donatel? I guess my beef with Donatel has nothing to do with age. It's that he's been a coordinator for, like, chunks of, what, 10 or 15 seasons, and pretty much none of his defenses have been elite or top, anywhere near the top five except for the Vic Fangio defense in, in Denver.
2: Yeah, and he got the job because of that. So so yeah, this happens in sports a lot, um, it, in all sports. Somebody by association gets popular. Like, he knows the secret sauce. He's going to be a great chef. Well, no, he was a great sous chef. That doesn't make him a great chef. And so Donatel knows Fangio's system. But does that mean that he can implement it fully? Does that mean that, that you know, in-game, he can make the adjustments that that Fangio did when he was the DC for the Bears? Not necessarily. Yeah. Um. I'm very curious if the Vikings try and get Fangio off his damn couch this this spring or summer and hire him uh because you know what if if you're going to if you're going to say we want what Fangio does the guy who does it unemployed and here's the best part there is no salary cap on coaching staffs so yeah it's not I don't think it's like ed sucks I just think it's i I always am a little bit leery, and I I was with O'Connell too. But, you know, when it's always, well, this guy knows the tree, he's from the tree, so he must know it. But does that mean that he has the ability to implement it successfully? Not necessarily.
0: Yeah, Was he one of the driving reasons why the defense was great, or was he just kind of there observing or whatever? I don't know. It's so hard to parse apart. I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think the Vikings are going to have a top-five defense with Ed Donatel as the defensive coordinator. But the defense has been good enough, Ben, but don't break. They've actually held opponents to a better-than-league average scoring average this year. All right, I know Declan's been waiting for this for the entire episode here, so it's time now for the Minnesota goodbye where we uh, dive into different things that happen in our lives, in and around, sometimes outside of sports. Um, And this arena etiquette conundrum is presented by our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. All right, they provide a guiding hand for your business. Risk management tools and resources for days and days. Federatedinsurance.com where you can find your local marketing representative and read up about the 100-plus year history of Federated working with businesses. Federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. So, uh, boys, uh, I went down the street last night here in Seattle. Went to my first cracking game. Nice. Nice. At the new arena. They basically tore down the old key arena. They left kind of the framework of it a few years ago. And then they just like built a new arena inside the framework. And uh, and that's what helped get them the Kraken. And eventually probably an NBA team is going to come back there at some point. And Bruce Boudreaux maybe saving his job last night too. Bruce, First win of the is. season
2: for the Canucks. Bruce, there it is.
0: <laughs> so these games are sold out. This is like... I mean the XL Energy Center for twenty years, right, sold out where there are literally people sitting up in the top row of the upper deck. I mean, packed to the rafters. It's still a it's the second year of the Kraken. So there's not like it's not like going to a twins game on a Tuesday where, you know, there's about two thousand people and you can kind of get your pick, right? There this, this place is packed. Every seat is accounted for. And so um my wife and I, there's like a there's like an armory that they've redone right next to the arena with they've like stripped out imagine the armory downtown minneapolis yep. but but one of the one of the levels is like six or ten different restaurants and things yep. and places you can get beer and they they do all these like fun pre and post game festivities there so so let's go over there we'll walk over there get some food a couple drinks and um, let's monitor StubHub to see if we can grab some tickets And so you wait till right up close to puck drop, and people are just trying to offload their tickets. So we got a couple nice. I love sitting at hockey games behind one of the nets so you can see everything kind of play out. I love seeing everything play out at hockey games. Mm -hmm. So we got, like, third-row seats, second-level, overlooking with the benches on the right side. Just awesome, right? And so uh, we get in the arena, and we grab a couple drinks, a couple little tall boys, a little seltzer over there, a little uh, beer over here for old Macadac. And we got our so we got our stuff, and we're walking in, and the the puck is already dropped at this point, so they the game is happening, but it's like two minutes in, right? And uh, we get into the little tunnel where, and we can see our row, row C, right down there. Okay, we're seats sixteen and seventeen, which is like looks like it's tough to tell how many seats yeah, are there, but we know it's worst. like on this side. Yeah, but every seat in the row is taken, and so now we're, we're like, oh, God do we got the right t- so, No, we've never been to a that. game in this arena we're yep. like looking at the okay it's it's section 107 row c seat 1617 okay this is i'm looking up here like this is 107 yep. and okay that's row c can't see the seat numbers because people are sitting on the seats and they're usually like you know on the the yep. edge of the seat but i i'm counting there's 21 i counted there's 21 seats in the row so our seats are five seats in and there's people sitting in our seats and my wife was like, "Well, just we got to just go down there." I'm like, "Let's wait till the, let's wait till the action stops, so we're not like disturbing a full section." She's like, "No, let's go now." So I walk down there and I start, I start asking people, like, "Are you in your right seat?" This is, I hate doing this, by the way. Yeah. Like, ordinarily, if it's a if it's a twins game or something, yeah. if someone's in your seat, ah, uh, whatever, I'll just go sit somewhere yep. else. Don out this going. is a packed freaking arena. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we're going. I'm. We're literally like holding our little like drinks and, like, excuse Let me, excuse me. You me are you? And, and every person, I'm like, what seat are you? Are you in? This, I'm oh, looking. No. For what seat are you? Oh no! And finally, I get to because you can't see the seat numbers because people are sitting down. Not Kevin. So finally, I get like six or seven seats in, and uh, are you? Are are you in the right seats? Like the fourth person. So they see us doing this, and sheepishly the guy goes. Uh, somebody was in our seats, and so we just sat down in these seats, and I was and and like it looks it looks at me as like for sympathy, and I and I look at him, I'm like, okay, I didn't say it, I just looked at him like, I don't care, yeah, these are our seats, right? So I guess what I'm saying is I hate when that happens in a packed arena. If it's if it's if there should be ground rules, (sighs) if you go to a game and it's like two thirds full. Maybe you can sit in someone else's seats. Yeah. But it has to be some sort of extreme circumstance. If it's half full or less, whatever, you can just find places to sit. Right. But don't sit in people's premium seats. Mm-hmm. Don't sit in people's seats when the arena is more than two thirds full. Yeah. And then don't blame like, well, these people were sitting in our seats. Well, go talk to them Tough then. Yeah. Get out of our seats. Where was the usher? So I talked this is what's funny. We walked in. I there need was the a, usher. Yeah. There was I'm glad you asked this question. So, you know, we walk in the tunnel and there was a an employee standing there helping okay. people like find their seat. It didn't look like an usher, but it was someone with like a lanyard who clearly worked at the arena. Sure. And uh and I'm right next to them. I'm count, I'm like, Okay, this is our row. This is the right section. I said, this, and this is one hundred seven, right? He said, Yep, yep, and this is row C He goes, Well, that's row D there. That's our yep, that's row C. I said, Well, we have sixteen and seventeen. I'm a s i am think that's on this side of the of the section. He goes, Yep, yep, it is. Uh, I said that entire row is full and he goes oh I'm not in charge of I'm I'm not I work here but I'm not the seat person What? And I was like where's the seat person In my head I'm like well then what are you? Yeah. Like why are you why are you standing right. here? Why do I have to go do the dirty work because someone's in my seats? That we paid for, damn it. <laughs>
2: That's really weird. So there was nobody
0: All right, climate pledge
2: in charge of of that section as far as, as... I guess not. Or they were okay, taking bizarre. a bathroom break or
0: something. I don't know. I that's but really people, weird. We need to do better in arenas and stadiums. Yeah. Stop sitting in seats that you didn't pay for unless unless it's an empty right. or yeah, half empty arena or stadium. Right. I You're had
3: right. a 20 game Be package better. at Target You're Field right. this year. They're technically the first seats in the row of the section. So you take one step I'm right there. I was seats, I think, seven and eight was were my season tickets. It was great. And I only sat there twice all year. I sat there on opening day when it was obviously packed, and I sat there for the Yankees series because the bandwagon fans come out and they fill the stadium. Those was the only two times I sat in the seats because every time I went to a White Sox or a Royals or an athletics game, the section over, I am not exaggerating, had maybe a dozen people in 25 yep. rows. And at that and point— okay. Yep. I want to be in the sun. We can, we're can we closer to the action. Okay, let's yep. go. But you also have to understand the, not risk, but all right, there's no one sitting here and it's not a premium game. Let's move down like 20 rows and
0: go deal with this. The etiquette. It's the, yes, etiquette. the etiquette. It's stadium and arena etiquette. But yes. let's be very
2: clear here. Baseball is the only sport that to me is a different animal because there's a ton of games and a lot of people don't go. There's a ton so, of
0: seats. There's like 40,000 right. yeah. seats.
2: But yes. but that's my point is, is yes, there's a ton of seats. There's a ton of games. You are pretty safe in baseball unless, it, unless to Phil's point, it's a premium seat, in which case get your ass out of that seat if it's not <laughs> yours. And ushers should be there. Yes. The premium seats should always be monitored closely. Uh, but football, hockey, and basketball, for the most part, sit in your seats. Unless, unless like, it's a Wolves game for the last yeah. f- 15 years. But, like, now... If you go to Wolves games, sit in your damn seat.
3: One other thing, too, with ushers. If you know you have seen me for the second time, and I have two beers and a hot dog and everything in my hands, please yes. don't ask me for my ticket to prove it. Yes. Like, please, dude.
0: This is right. why I'm it surprised with fan, Phil, though, again, last night. This is usher etiquette, too. If the stadium is mostly empty, don't ask yeah. anyone for anything. Yeah, come on, Really, man. unless it's like the Champions or Legends Club or something. Okay, I get well, it. Yeah, Those are different levels. Yes, seats, but But yes.
2: I, I guess I don't get with uh, the Kraken, which is a... You know, immensely popular team, and to your point, still pretty new. I'm amazed that there is not an usher for or two for each section. Yeah,
0: because then what winds up happening is ask for the tickets now. And this is what I I I hate doing this because I know like what it's like to you you sit behind a row of people that are standing up during the action and stuff because they're trying to figure out their seats. It's like God. So now we're the ones that are playing the bad cops, walking down like disturbing people as they're trying to watch the game and asking, "Are you in the right seat? Are you in the right seat?" And I'm only like. Half confident that we're even like in I don't the, know, yeah, we've never right. been to a game. Yeah, so I'm I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, God, am I just going to look like an ass at the end of this? And I was so happy that the the, the guy who was sheepish. He was like, Yeah, yeah, we're in the. Were, were you hoping that I didn't get to you and ask <laughs> you? Like, right. we, dude, just get up, guy. That's bizarre. Anyways, one last <laughs> yeah, thing. You're, you're right though.
3: One last thing on arena etiquette. So I had also, when I went to that Stapleton concert like three weeks ago, um, we had floor tickets on the X, which is, the, these are the premium tickets, right? Like they're, they're on the floor. It's a sold out show that literally, the whole place is, is is crazy. I like to do, if I'm doing floor tickets, I want to be on the aisle. So I just, I like being on the aisle. I don't have to do the walk of shame, like Phil's trying yeah. to figure out, are you in seven or eight? You just know one, two. Alright, I am one, two. And also easy exit to get out to. But the people in front of us, we're just obnoxious as hell, like dancing and moving and singing. And if we're in these premium seats, and we're all gonna be standing up because it's oh. like we're on the floor and we're we're close to we're close to the action and and it's a great it's a great show. Don't be like arm flailing and moving all over the place. We're like, I'm being hit. <laughs> I'm kidding, our side. other people.
2: Stop. It's concert. It's a concert. I like if they're this dancing, is Staples- stuff- this
3: isn't this is I'm not doing a, a, a rage against the machine.
2: Everyone's moving all over the
3: place. <laughs> this is Chris Stapleton I, where I've we're having a nice little- country. You know what? Before.
2: You know what? Come on, man. They're there to have fun. They're having fun. And you want him to sit down and be quiet? No, that no, no! Very... Stand up. I'm fine standing. Just don't be okay. arm flailing, moving all around as
3: Saban's playing Tennessee on whiskey. Like I, <laughs> I
0: need, I need to see film footage here. I need I'm to borderline see... on this one because okay. I, I, I mean, okay.
2: this goes back to Target Field, 2010, Yankees, Twins. You know, oh come on, sit down be quiet. It's like, no, this is I, at McCartney at uh, Target F- Field, like six years back. Uh, there were a lot of people who just sat there quietly watching the show, and it's like this is McCartney. This is great.
0: Yeah, the the Twins play all thing, you want, dude. I was appalled by that Twins Yankees first year of Target Field, Pack Stadium. Ugh. You know the Twins. This is, you know, the Twins were going to slay the beast. All this stuff, and fans were telling other fans to sit, sit down, down, sit down. How sit does down, that work serious? coming out
2: of the Dome days as well? Because I mean, for playoff <laughs> games, the Dome was a zoo. It was great. I like how to assume. so like what that must have been new or that must have been rich fans who hadn't gone to the dome but could get into the new target field yeah. mm-hmm. like that's really bizarre cuz we weird. took pride in the hankies waving which Patrick hates of course but um last thing do you think the guy who gave up his who finally copped to it i'm going to call bs here from from the story that you told about him I don't think that he took your seats because somebody was in his seats. I bet they had like standing no, room or
0: something. No, okay. We we later that period. I don't know. We, we looked down to the right and they were sitting in the same row, but down like eight seats. Mm. So okay. so they so they got to the same row on the other end, and someone was in their seats. And they just took Wh- your... like, why are those people in your seats? What well, are we doing? And now it's just a game of dominoes, I guess. We're exactly exactly who was in their seats, you know. And the sellouts not a surprise at all. Right, like it's like it's packed. Yes. So,
2: like, did you really think that the two people who were going to show up that you just took their seats weren't showing up?
0: Yeah, just weren't going to show up. Yeah, it's amazing, dude. So, all right, there you have it. Let's be better uh, at arenas. Let's flail be better around at stadiums. Okay, Ooh. flail around at country concerts. Um, okay, back to the feedback here on this feedback Friday. This is from Hunter Knight. Hey, Maggie. Hey. <laughs> Hey, Mackie, the team would take like an $8 million loss moving on from – so this is like we've been talking about Dalvin Cook and when you could maybe look to say goodbye to that bloated contract. Um, The team would take like an $8 million loss moving on from Dalvin Cook next year. What sense does that make? Well, that's one way to look at it, but these are – a lot of this is is sunk cost. So you have to make a decision on, for instance – so Dalvin's cap hit next year is $14 million, which is one of the highest. I don't have a list in front of you, but it's definitely one of the highest running back cap hits, I think, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. His dead cap is around $6 million, meaning if you were to get rid of him, you would save around $8 million in cap space. But you'd be stuck like $6 million. So you'd be paying to the cap $6 million to move on from him. So your choices would be next year, do you, do you pay him $14 million to the cap and have him, or do you pay him $6 million to the cap, say goodbye to him, and have $8 million freed up to spend on something else, whatever you would want to spend on? Correct. A new center or whatever, like a new slot cornerback or something. That's the decision. Um, I have a really hard time justifying paying dalvin cook that much money to the salary cap in two thousand twenty three he's he's really good still but he's no longer like the driving force of your offense and he's getting older so I don't know what do you guys think about the future of dalvin cook um I'm with you completely
2: and and I do not think that the quasi O'Connell regime will ever pay this position like Spielman and Zimmer did um yes I think you need to get his His cap hit has to come down. Um, I would also, just for fun, explore trading him possibly. I don't think he he has a no-trade clause um, because he's a a big enough name where it would be interesting to shop him. Uh, I don't think that there's any way that Dalvin Cook plays next season on this contract.
0: He currently has the second-highest cap hit of any running back? doesn't make sense. Uh, He will next year, so yeah, he has the second highest of any running back. Next year, he's slated to have the, right now, it would technically be like the sixth highest cap hit. Because Aaron Jones, jeez, Aaron Jones, $20 million cap hit? Also not happening. Nope. Zeke Elliott, 17. Some of these, yeah, some of these are just like on the books, but you can get out of them if you need (laughs) to. Also not happening. The (laughs) running back, Alvin Alvin Kamara.
2: Everything must go.
0: Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Yeah, some of these are just not gonna not, I, gonna, not gonna not gonna work here
2: anymore. I also question this. Um so I think Quasi and o- O'Connell certainly have done a very good job at a lot of things so far. Uh I question the decision to extend out Thielen, uh Harrison Smith. There are some contracts. I mean, I think you have to come to grips very quickly here, very soon. And in some cases it's not going to be possible for two thousand twenty three. But you got to come to grips with the fact that there is a, a collection of long-time very familiar, well-liked players who have to be moved on from here within at least the next 2 years and Dalvin Cook to me in his prime marvelous, still a very good player, uh but what is his value? So like what like like if I was to come to you right now Phil and and say assign him a value. What like a, do you like, think? A, like
0: a draft pick value? Or like no, trade I'm, value I'm or?
2: sorry. No, a financial one. Like, what would you want his cap? What What do you think for what he gives you would be a fair cap hit right now? Because 14 per- ain't it.
0: Personally, I, 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 I think people go too far with like, running backs aren't relevant. Well, I mean, my God, look at like Brees Hall, and now he's out for the year, but like, look what that guy did to help the Jets offense get off to such a great start. Look what Saquon Barkley has been doing for, you know, this sort of training wheels offense that they're running in New York right now with the Giants. So People take the running backs are replaceable thing too far. Um, that being said, when you're paying a quarterback that much money and a receiver that much money, I think you got to be careful giving the running back the contract. I think you need to. It's a luxury if you've got other premium positions filled with guys that you're comfortable with, and you've got some leftover flexibility. Okay, bring in the running back, San Francisco, right? Oh yeah, we got we got room to bring in Christian McCaffrey now, and we can take on a big a big contract there. Okay. That's fine. Um, this kind of s- spins into the next comment here from Christian Sack on YouTube. I don't even want a conversation about no Adam Thielen. That's a conversation that's going to have to happen at some point, though. Well, yeah. You can still laud his Vikings career and whatnot, but, but it comes down to what what what's your loyalty as a fan? Is it to the team winning or is it to like Adam Thielen next year? Because this contract is pretty absurd. It is. Adam Thielen's cap hit next year is the same as Stefan Diggs. I hate this contract.
2: I, I would have advised against it, and I wish I, I had been
0: consulted. His cap hit is $20 million I, next year.
3: What was so weird, oh, too, was when he he posted that video, because they restructured, right? I believe going into this season, yes. they restructured. He put, you like, can't get rid of me yet. It was just like, why even throw that in there, I guess. it. it the whole thing was strange to me.
0: I'm not ripping him. Like He's been awesome. He's been solid. Are you but, ripping him? But I, I can't. Yeah. Why I, do you guys hate Adam Thielen so much? I don't hate him, but
3: I, guys- I, I can't I can't look at the guy who's entering his, who'll be 33 next year and be like, oh, I can't get rid of me yet. And I'm going to get my money and be 19 million. I think,
2: I'm sorry. I think that's BS, dude. I'm with Declan completely. What? Because you know what? There's nothing more frustrating than athletes who who are like, I'm a lifetime Viking. I have the right to be a Viking. Can't get rid of me yet. It's It's like, no, dude, you
0: are a replaceable commodity. Blame the front office. Don't blame Adam. Adam, is he's been a, a great Viking. He still has value. And the, the front office or the ownership determined that his value should be higher right. than it is probably. So okay, it's not, but, your angst is being taken out on the wrong guy.
2: I th- no, my angst is very, very well-founded. <laughs> okay. Kyle Rudolph, same thing. Jason Zucker, can't get, no, you can't trade me. There's no way. Well, guess what? I can't. Don't, don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so here's the problem with this contract. That's why I, I hate it. The Thielen contract. To your point, Phil, the cap hit is basically $20 million. All right. The dead money if you cut him is thirteen six. The savings is six point four. So how do you work yeah. around that? You what don't. do you do with yeah. that? You You'd don't.
0: have to be yeah, you so you could eat so your choices are you either pay him well, I guess your third choice is restructure again, but I, you gotta stop kicking the want, can on the road. Thank you. So you either swallow one of the highest let's like the fourteenth highest receiver cap hit in the league next year, twenty million, and he's on the team, or you say goodbye to him pay him 13 and a half to the cap to not play for you, and then use the $6 million on something else. There's not really an appealing choice. No matter what, you're on the hook for a lot next year no, for yes. a 33-year-old Adam Thielen.
2: Why? I, I guess I, I, if possible, would like to ask a
0: follow-up question to that No,
2: Why don't you want to entertain the discussion, too?
0: Well, because he's been, I think, you know, fans get attached to their favorite players, and Adam Thielen is a fan favorite. He's probably... The fan favorite player on like the last five years. I don't know if there's a more fan favorite player than Adam Thielen.
2: Before I die means a Super Bowl. He
0: I means agree a with Super you. Super
2: Bowl championship. It does not mean that the kid from Detroit Lakes gets to carry the trophy. Well, he could this year if they go. He could, but my point is I, next o- year. I am only concerned <laughs> he's <not> going anywhere. <laughs> I am only concerned about the people in the laundry, whoever they might be, having a Super Bowl trophy.
0: I think there's room for two thoughts here. I think from a fan perspective, would it be really cool to see Adam Thielen from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, growing up a Vikings fan, hoisting a Lombardi trophy this yes. year or next year? Yes, it would be cool. Do the Vikings owe anything to Thielen beyond like the scope of te- the team's success? If, if they're catering to Thielen or, or fans are catering to Thielen over the team, that's right. where I draw a line. I agree. And I think this contract caters to Thielen beyond the point of his value to the team. Good for him for getting paid and for making life-changing generational money for the Thelans. True. But but that contract is a problem in 2023 that they can't easily escape, unfortunately for them. Yes. Um, Before we get to a few other pieces of feedback here, let's shout out our friends at Livia helping... Fans of Purple Daily and Mackey and Judd lose weight over the past year and change. Judd's kept a bunch of weight off.
2: That's right. Down uh, in the past year, plus 40 pounds, keeping that weight weight off. And now I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to do the exact same thing. Get off that couch um get off get off, that get, off couch. get off your couch and if you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking i need to drop some pounds judd what should i do livia weight control centers is there for you and guess what okay it's getting cold outside i get that but you know what that is no excuse not to be able to by the time spring comes fit into those clothes that don't fit today because Livia can help you do exactly that. And if you join now, you'll receive eight weeks for free. Imagine all the weight that you can drop in eight weeks. This program, it's simple, it's effective, and it's not a diet. It is a weight loss program that also helps you keep the weight off. The Flex program lets you enjoy the foods you love. Fruit, pasta, even bread. And again, first eight weeks free, 855-GO. Livia, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join, join the Score North family, and we've had a ton of success stories, and I'm so pleased, including myself. Livia.com is the place to
0: start. Also, Finch Home Solutions is helping power this episode of Feedback Friday today.
2: All right, so, you, so you're so you losing weight, right? And you're thinking to yourself, I'd like a little bit of a reward for myself.
0: What can I do? all of these things thread together.
2: How about a hot tub? How about a I hot tub? A hot you tub. know what? Winter, yes, exactly right. And guess what, Dex? Winter is coming, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the one thing that you can get outside because it's right outside your door oh, and enjoy? Tub. You can have that nice, warm the soak convenient. in a hot tub. And But you Great. know what? To To do that, you got to get all of the electrics for that hot tub in place. And that's where... Finch Home Solutions can help you. They can take care of problems like flickering lights, preventative electronics in your house if something's wrong. But more importantly, probably, they can also help you enjoy things. Uh, And it is this simple. Pick up the phone, 612-357-2604, FinchHomeSolutions.com. FinchHomeSolutions.com. Cody and his team do a fantastic job. FinchHomeSolutions.com is how you find them.
0: A. Jonesy, via the YouTube comment section here, I'm not impressed with Quasi. In my opinion, the draft was really poor, and he's giving away our draft stock for players like Rager and Blacklock. What do you think? Is it, It's so early to make I a judgment can't. on Quasi, okay. on
2: I disagreed with moving back like he did a couple of times, but that being said, I have no clue. Um, I mean, the draft class, I I think we have fallen into a little bit of a, a habit of immediately evaluating a draft class. So, like, I've I've seen tweets like, well, Seen got hurt. Well, yeah, it's unfortunate, but we have no idea. Yeah. Uh, that's not his fault.
0: Asamoah has barely played on defense yet. Well, and he might
2: play more now.
0: He's going to be good. Oh.
2: Exactly right. Uh, so the other thing, though, is, and I think he's shown this, yes, he's trading draft picks, but he's also not afraid to trade, and so he might get those picks back. We don't know. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Give me three years, and if he stinks at drafting, we'll talk about it. Yeah,
0: and we need to see Booth out there at some point, too. It's it's so early to tell. I don't think you can – all these guys are hurt, so it's a failure. I don't know. Uh, Purple Pain via YouTube said, quote, Let's not go full Rams and win a Super Bowl like the Rams. Let's go half Rams and lose in the playoffs like the Vikings. Minnesota mediocrity. Wow. I think the point that Quasey was making when he said let's not go full Rams is it's really risky to mortgage that many future high draft picks yes. for a win-now window. Because yes. if you don't win now, now you're left sort of empty, holding an empty bag here, and it's hard to retool. So it's it's risky. He wants to open up like a five- or six-year window where you've got multiple bites at the apple, multiple chances, if you will, to contend. Exactly. Because I, I'm not going to go as far as saying that the NFL playoffs are random because teams with great quarterbacks tend to win more playoff games and like better, like better rosters are going to win. Home games are going to win. Um, but if there is something to be said for, if you can get to a certain level, like if you can get to be like an 11 or a 12-win team in the regular season, if you're sneaking in with nine wins and playing on the road three weeks, you're not winning a Super Bowl, largely. But if you can get in and like host your playoff games, you're a 12-win team, and you're doing it over multiple years, giving yourself maybe three or four years of that. I I understand his logic there, but I wouldn't avoid trading a first-round pick for a shutdown cornerback like a Jalen Ramsey, yes. like the Rams did. You know,
2: and going full Rams to be very very clear here takes big cojones. Like that is. I think what a lot of teams do is they do go half Rams, which is probably the worst thing. Cause it's like, well, our toes in the water, you see? And yeah. the Rams are like, we are fully engulfed in, in this flood yeah. right now, but we're doing great. So, and so I get what he's saying. And Quasi made perfect sense there. Uh, but there are very, very few teams that go full Rams. I mean, yep. that took, that takes a lot of guts. they, Again, I think the statistic is they don't have, or or the factoid is, they don't have a first-round pick from, like, 2018 to 2024.
0: It's actually kind of unprecedented what they've done. Yes. And they and they use those picks to get a quarterback, to get a cornerback, wide receiver, you know, Von Miller. I don't know if he was a first-round pick, but, like. He,
2: yeah, he. I think he was, Phil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there so they, they continued to do that. That was not, like, one trade. Oh, that took guts. That was a series of trades.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then Thor's Rock via YouTube, no relation to Thor Nyström from Before I Die uh, podcast, but our guy. Washington game looks like a big old trap game with the big bad Bills looming the week after. So the Vikings go home against Arizona, then the Washington game, I like it. and then there's the Buffalo game after that. Is that a? Tra- I don't think I don't think it can be a trap game when your quarterback he's not going to say this. But don't you think? Don't you think Kirk is going to be perked up for that game? You like that? For better or worse, yeah,
2: you like that? Uh, probably. So that's an that's an intriguing one. Um, I feel like so far this this Vikings team, which got done in Philly, but they just got done there. Um, I feel like they've been pretty focused, though. Like I don't, I don't, and this could change completely. It's take but a week so, at a
0: time. But so, a time. so far,
2: it feels like they've done a pretty good job, and I mean, they're barely getting by too. So, yeah, I I don't know, but I think the overall point is intriguing,
0: you know, know. about
2: potential trap games eventually, if nothing else.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think this team is going to fall into trap games. I think uh, when you're when you're this hyper focused on new coach, new systems like every week, you're I would be more worried about like the third year under Zimmer or fifth year under Zimmer, like where everything gets kind of monotonous or repetitive. And maybe you fall into a little bit of a a trap a year. These guys are like learning new things every single week still at this point.
2: And I don't know that they are good enough to have trap games.
0: Yeah. Like I feel like trap
2: games are like, we won by 14, we won by 21.
0: Oh my God, we lost. The bills have more trap games on their schedule than the Vikings do. Let's put it that way. Yes. So all right, there's your feedback Friday here. Mackie and Judd, uh, send us every single week. We just stockpile stuff. We get to as many things as we can uh, through the Score North app, through the YouTube comment sections, et cetera. And don't forget Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, right after the Vikings Cardinals finish up on the Purple Daily YouTube channel this Sunday.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard.